Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and you are listening to LA Theater Bites' review of Dancing at Lunasa at the Actors Co-op in Hollywood, running May 6th through June 12th. This will be the final show of the Actors Co-op 2015 through 2016 showings. While I won't say it's brave, it's Brian Farrell, he was a brilliant Irish playwright, and Dancing at Lunasa is his most well-known work, and will probably continue to be so. It is brave, though, that like a lot of his work, though the setting is simple and relies mostly on dialogue, there is an intense demand on the actors to emote, to grab the attention of the audience, to sell every moment, because that is what you have in Dancing with Lunasa. You've got a show of about five characters the entire time talking and joking about stuff that we rarely get to see. We hear the stories, we have to imagine a lot of what is going on. The story of Lunasa is told from the perspective of the young son, Michael, who at this time is grown, and he recounts the story of his mother, Christina, and four aunts during summer in Ireland of 1936. The narrator talks in between, explaining a lot of the history and the backstory of the characters, so you're not completely lost the entire show filling in the blanks. I was a little confused. The cast imagines a younger Michael whenever he's supposed to be in the scene. There were a few moments at the beginning of the show where the actors would talk to the air and I was thoroughly confused. I soon understood it's the young Michael, but it's kind of confusing and maybe an actual kid or anything else could help fill in the blanks. I understand why they don't have a kid or anything there. The dialogue is repeated by the older narrator so we can hear the voice. And sooner or later you understand the dynamic, though it does take time to get used to it. And you miss moments trying to adjust and understand why Rose is looking over here at an empty bench while the older guy is spouting his lines in the other direction. The play never leaves the sister's house or cottage, and besides the occasional dancing, there's not much movement in this rendition of the play or in most renditions of the play, depending on how faithful the adaptions are. This is a show thick on dialogue and meaning. Brian Farrell knows this and does a fantastic job keeping a very dire and depressing situation uplifting. The on and off relationship between Christina and Gary are a big part in adding some type of hope in these sisters' lives. Not only is Gary's character full of life and interesting, he provides a constant sense of wonder in where the plot might go. The second pivotal relationship in this story is between Father Jack and Kate. Father Jack is the older brother in the family. He's a priest, and he was sent down to Uganda, Africa to teach the Catholic religion, but the exact opposite happens. Father Jack comes back believing and appreciating the traditions of the Ugandan people more than his own traditional roots. This drastic change scares Kate, who's very stern, Catholic, and desperately tries to reform her older brother um, immediately once he comes back and she notices this huge change in him. The tension created by Jack and his stories about African culture and the similarities to Irish culture are well written and stated like everything in this show. The wordplay in this play is dense and meaningful, but it takes patience. You will walk away from this show with questions I believe only another showing can really help you accomplish. There's a lot to take away from Dancing with Lanasa, but I believe the biggest takeaway would be even in the toughest times when you have family things aren't so bad. The staging is difficult in this type of horseshoe-shaped theater, and I found myself annoyed with the blocking in this show, as I'm seeing the backs of people's heads in awkward angles consistently in Act 1 and Act 2. Certain seats in the show are not advantageous to the experience. Be aware. 
though it is difficult with the type of theater. Blocking can be done to make the show easier to view and more accessible. It wasn't done here. The actors are strong in this production. They have to be. If they weren't, the show could easily be a disaster. The cast is up to the task. Michael J. Knowles, who plays Michael, who pretty much plays two parts in the show, the narrator of the story, and his younger self. I don't like using this word, especially when I'm talking about acting, but Michael's delivery is pitch perfect, and he emotes well on stage even though he's disconnected from the other cast because of his character. The talent from this actor is undeniable. I love Mark Bromhill, who plays Father Jack. He fits into this character like a glove and really brings an interesting energy onto the stage every time he comes in and out. The sisters are cohesive as they should be, and the delivery is pretty much the paramount of achievement in this show. The energy in certain parts could be raised a little more. Like, for example, when they finally find Rose, who was missing, be angry. I didn't feel like that there was enough anger there, enough frustration there. Take it home. There are a lot of stories and plays that are overhyped. Dancing at Lanasa is not one of them. It is deep, multi-layered, and still relevant if you give it a chance. This production has its issues. Find a good seat because the room staging is awkward, and too much subtlety at points leads to some bland moments. That being said, this is hard material, and this is one of the better productions you'll see of this classic story. I give actor co-ops Dancing with Lanasa a 7.8 out of 10. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, on the front page, or directly to the website at latheaterbytes.com.